The reading has been dramatized by our three readers. Not all was clearly picked up by the microphones for which we apologize. However, if you read the passage for yourself and transpose the word love for your own name, you will see what they mean. We're going to have our Bible reading now. Uh, so if I can invite Sam and Sarah up. Uh, and today's reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to the poor, and if I surrender my body to be blind, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. God is love. Love does not uh, um, 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 does not seek its own, does not provoke, does not take account of how long suffered. God is love. And God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, these all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Okay, so we can read that passage and take the word love and replace it with God and we find out exactly what God is like. But I wonder what would happen if I put my own name in there. Martin is patient. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> Let me try. Okay, Sarah is kind. Yeah, sometimes. And he's not jealous most of the time. Sarah does not brag. Ooh. And he's not arrogant. Oh, this is tough. Sam, your turn. Sam does not act unbecomingly. Wait, that doesn't make any way. Let's just say unbecomingly. Um, it's most of the actions that you did at BB camp last summer. That could be considered unbecoming. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Did Luke ever get all the peanut butter out of his hair? Never mind, let's just go on to the next one. Sam does not seek his own. It's, it's not provoked and does not take into account the wrong side. I bet mum and dad disagree. Yes, mine too. Along with pretty much all my friends. Let's see what else there is. Martin does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Can I fit my name in this passage anywhere? Martin bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Martin never fails. Well, that one's definitely wrong. I don't, I don't think I've just struck it out once. I think I've been kicked off the team and sent home. That's okay, because we all have. But the good news is... God knew when this was written that we'd fall short sometimes. Nothing we've done surprises God a bit. So is there anything we can do to show God our love? Well, yes, there is. Look at what Jesus said in Mark 20, verse 30. The first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Now that I can do. I think we could give them a little round of applause for that. Come on. And I did think it was so good that I probably wouldn't need to talk to you now because that kind of explains it all, but bear with me. So we've looked at challenges. Uh, we've had a couple of giggles, haven't we, really? And, you know, a challenge is normally 
something a bit difficult in part, it requires a bit of perseverance and commitment. And so you might be thinking, well, following Jesus, that ought to be like quite an easy thing. So why do we say the challenge of following Jesus' example? Well, Jesus said lots of different things in the Bible uh, to help us and to guide us. And he said lots of things that were instructions and things to follow. But the one in particular instruction that I think sounds easy but isn't, is to love one another. To love one another like Jesus loves us. And you might be thinking, really? Can't be that difficult, can it, to love each other? I'm quite a loving person. Well, let's just think a minute. How loving are you to the person that might cut you up when you've driven to church or driven to work? How loving are you to the cashier that takes ages to scan your shopping? How loving are you to the teenager wearing a hoodie that's hanging around the park? How loving are you to the noisy person in your class that disrupts you every time you go into lesson? How loving are you to the scruffy homeless person that's in the sleeping bag in the shop doorway? What about your next door neighbor, your brother, your sister, your parents, your partner? Mm. It gets a little bit tricky, doesn't it, when we start kind of thinking a little bit personally about how we love. And sometimes we're not always that good at it, are we? In John's Gospel, we read that Jesus said to his disciples, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so that's how you must love one another. And by doing that, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So we might agree that it's a bit of a challenge to love one another, but we haven't got to go it alone or work it out ourselves. It's not like Jesus is, you know, sort of in Mission Impossible saying, this is your mission if you choose to accept it. He's not going to leave us on our own because Jesus is our example. And he's a perfect example because he's God's son. And God sent him to the world to show us his perfect love. You know the 1980s song, I want to know what love is, I won't sing it. Well, that can easily be answered by looking at Jesus, because Jesus is love. He loves us, and that's just how he wants us to love him. So I suppose we need to kind of find out how Jesus does love us. Well, in the Gospels, Jesus says a lot of powerful things about that. And in Matthew chapter 7, he tells us we shouldn't be judging others, and then we won't be judged. We must be weary wary of looking out for other people's faults. You know the story about the little speck in your brother's eye? When you've got a great big plank of wood in your own eye. And Jesus also said, do for other people the same sorts of things that you want them to do for you. So in other words, be respectful and forgiving and accommodating and considerate. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Loving other people like Jesus means more than just thinking about other people. It actually means then putting it into practice and demonstrating it. And the drama that we watched, that was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Because it really gave us quite a lot of description of what love is. It was really clever to put your own name in, in in place of love, and to find out how that works. So love is patient. It's kind, not jealous or envious, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, selfish or rude, doesn't demand its own way, 
It's not irritable or touchy. Doesn't hold grudges. Hardly ever notices when others do it wrong. It's never glad about injustice. But it rejoices whenever truth wins out. So if you love someone, you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You'll always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground defending him. It's a bit of a tall order, isn't it? You know, I'm thinking now, hmm, how patient am I? How kind am I? Do I get irritable or touchy? Don't ask my husband or my family. How can I be better at loving others the way Jesus loves me? How can any of us do that? Who's old enough to remember this person? That's the Green Cross Code man. 1970s he came on the scene. And for those of you that aren't old enough and thinking, what on earth is that? The Green Cross Code Man was a costumed superhero that was sent to our television screens to uh, teach young children how to cross the road safely. For those of you that remember him, did you know that in 2014 he actually did like another campaign? It was the same actor, and he was teaching adults uh, road safety in terms of using smartphones and headphones. Didn't know that. But one of the instructions for the parents was that... As the Green Cross Code man won't be there when your child crosses the road, but you will, then you must lead by example and follow the Green Cross Code. Who remembers what the little motto was for the Green Cross Code man? Come on, Jonathan. Yes. Stop, look, listen. Yes. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, actually, do you know what? I reckon that we could kind of use that and help us uh, use that to help us to think about how we can follow Jesus' example and love uh, others. You might be thinking, it's a bit weird. Well, bear with me then. So, we've got stop. Okay? Let's stop thinking about ourselves. If we only ever put ourselves first and we don't stop to think about other people other people's needs, those around us in your family or your neighbours or people at school, in workplace, in our community, even across the world. If we don't think about those people, then we're not really followers of Jesus, are we? You know, it's not actually all about us. Being Jesus is actually the opposite of that. Loving others means putting them first. So we've got to stop being selfish, we've got to stop being proud, quick to judge, We've got to try really hard to be kind and generous and treat people the way we want to be treated. That is following his example. Then you've got look. Look only at Jesus. You don't need a superhero. We don't need the latest trends or celebrities on Twitter to follow. We only need Jesus. And if we look in the Bible, it's absolutely jam-packed full of instructions of how to show God's love to other people. Jesus loved the people that were a bit on the edge of society, the people that got left to one side, the people that nobody ever really wanted to associate with. But he didn't only just love his friends and family deeply. He loved all those people at the same time. He loved people that had done lots of wrong things. And the good news is he knows that we find that really, really difficult. So he says, 
work with me, walk with me, and watch how I do it. So we need to look at Jesus, see how he does it, and follow his example. And then we've got listen. We need to listen out for Jesus prompting us. You know, the Green Cross Code man encouraged us to listen out for danger, i.e. cars coming down the road, so that we could be safe on our journey. And I reckon we can be a bit encouraged from that as well. And we can think about listening out for danger on our life journey. Because you know what? All around us, we've got a lot going on, haven't we? There are people telling us we should be following this campaign, this celebrity, this political view, the popular boy or girl at school, this scientific belief. You know, there's an awful lot of things and people and ideas that we can follow. And we need to be aware of the things that might stop us from following Jesus. We need to let God's voice drown all of those out so that we only need to listen to God's voice and the truth that comes from knowing Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he calls us to love the way he loves. So we need to listen to Jesus and follow his example. So that's the challenge, isn't it, of actually following Jesus. We can use stop, stop thinking of yourself, look only at Jesus, listen out for God's voice. We can use that, but how are we actually going to respond? And you know, I think in order to follow Jesus, sometimes it might be that we do need to stop doing things. So do you need to stop doing something that you know isn't right, that you know is wrong and it's not pleasing to God? Maybe you need to ask God to help you to stop spending time or energy on things that you know aren't helpful and aren't encouraging you to follow Jesus more. Or maybe, maybe you need to take another look at love. Maybe in order to love like Jesus, you've got to look again and ask God to help you to be more patient, more generous maybe, with your time, with your energy, with your resources, or less angry, or say sorry more, or just do something kind for somebody. Or maybe, maybe in order to follow Jesus, you need to listen more. Do you need to ask for God's help to listen for his direction? And to listen less of those things around you, like peer pressure and social media and television and worldly views and the way the world wants you to be. Do you need to ask God to help you to listen and really tap into what he's asking you to do to be able to show love to others? 